Well, my friends, we are officially four weeks away from the 2020 NFL Draft, which means it's time to talk about draft peoples. Crossy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tam Grassi. And yes, yes, it's draft prospect video time. It's the best and worst time of the year. Best because I actually enjoy it. Worst because, good God, does it take a whole lot of time. Now, I want to put something out there. Um, I have been giving it a lot of thoughts. So last year, if you were around for this channel, um, I did one of these basically a month before the draft, Monday through Friday. And I'm, I'm still planning on doing that. The difference is, though, is last year I put little clips, little highlights in the videos to go along with what I was talking about as it made it easier, provided a nice visual, etc. Uh, the downside to that was that every single one of my videos was either demonetized or it was uh, taken down. And so uh, for this year, I am very sorry to say that I can't uh, put clips in it because I just can't risk getting copyright strikes. And um, yeah, so it, it's a bummer on all accounts because I'm obviously talking over it the entire time and I'm using itty bitty clips. But you know, you know how busy NFL's taken down videos that I've had before when I put uh, highlights in a couple years ago, and I just I can't risk it. So I hope you understand. I apologize. There's plenty of footage that you can see on the internets, um, and I, and I hope you you do if you want to see more. So that out of the way, let's get started uh, with one of the most requested uh, draft prospects uh, from all the fans that are out there. I've been hearing this guy's name for, for weeks now, and that is LSU wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. Now (laughs) I wanted to start with him because I feel like he was one of the toughest prospects to actually crack, whether it was diving into his game tape, which I absorbed an unhealthy amount of, or, whether it was like looking up the statistics or, or reading other analysis on him, it seems like he, he no one really has a great grasp on what kind of prospect he is. They know that he's good. They just don't know how good he, he is. Now, if you know nothing about college football, if you know nothing about Justin Jefferson... Uh, he's the guy that Joe Burrow threw a lot to. So Joe Burrow, who's obviously going to be the number one pick uh, this year, heading to the Bengals, RIP. Um, yeah, he uh, he was one of his favorite targets um, this year. And because of that, his stats are like ridiculously inflated. The problem, and then obviously like that's a good thing, right? In which like the, the stats are really, really high. The problem is, is trying to separate, okay, how much is good, you know, play scheming on from LSU? How much of it is Joe Burrow just being a great quarterback? And how much of it is Justin Jefferson? And so uh, we're going to try to untangle all of that. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on, on Jefferson. So just basic stuff first. So he's 6'1", 202 pounds, ran a 4'4", 3 at the combine, which was 
uh, a concern heading into the combine that they thought that he was going to be pretty slow, uh, but he did well on the 40-yard dash as a 37.5 vertical. Just to give you an idea of where he ranks, he tied for eighth uh, for the fastest wide receiver at the combine. Uh, his stats, he is a, well, he was a junior. He's now entering into the NFL. Uh, 2017 really didn't do anything of note. Uh, in 2018, he played a bit outside, played 13 games with 54 receptions, 875 yards, and six touchdowns, averaging about 16.2 uh, yards per catch, which is pretty good stats. I mean, th- those those are pretty solid. Um, you know, nothing really crazy. But in 2019, he blew the doors off of uh, the college football world. So he played 15 games, had 111 receptions. So he more than doubled what he had the year before. 1,540 yards, nearly doubled what he had the year before. 18 touchdowns three times the amount that he had last year and averaged about 13.9 yards per catch. 18 touchdowns. <laughs> that is absolutely disgusting numbers. Uh, so one of the big reasons why he shifted over was not just because of um, a QB change from earlier in his career, but also because he went and played in the slot. That was his primary position. And so just to give you an idea of how good he was in 2019, eight out of the 15 games he played was over 100 yards. One game was over 220 yards. And in that game, he had four touchdowns as against Oklahoma, who just did not know how to stop him. Four out of those 15 games had more than two touchdowns. And he only had four games this season without a TD. So looking at the stats, if you were just a stats guy and judging him on that, which you shouldn't do, you'd be like, holy crap, this man, uh, this man's a stud. And like, I don't disagree with that. Um, but I, I wanted to look a little bit more into uh, his tape here. So the one thing that, or a few things that stuck out to me. One, obviously he's fantastic in the slot. He is somewhat versatile though, because obviously you showed in 2018, he can play on the outside. Um, you know, obviously not putting up the crazy numbers that he did this past season. Uh, he d- does make some great adjustments to actually make the catch, whether it's over the shoulder. Um, and he obviously, one of the big things that I saw on tape, and then I went back and looked at this statistic uh, he's like ridiculous when it comes to contested catch rates. He's 92.3% on contested catches. And you can see that it's, he's not able to really separate a whole lot from man coverage. You see that the backs are usually on him pretty tightly. However, he's able to rig those balls in, which is definitely a, a benefit. One of the big concerns that I've seen and I saw on, on his tape as well is that, you know, when it comes to the NFL and those defenses, he's I don't know if he's going to be able... It's going to be a learning curve for him to play against man um, because he might not be able to make those contested catches in the NFL. Um, he can create separation. There were a bunch... If you want, you want to go look at his highlights videos, if you don't want to actually go through game through game, you can see that there's some plays where he's just wide open. And some people attribute that to his speed, and some I would also attribute it to just the the play calling and the play scheming because LSU was really utilizing him really well, and he was able to get open. Um, but one of the big things that I really liked and why I think he might be a good fit for the Green Bay Packers is his ability to extend plays. So not only one, like the yak, the yards after a catch and where he's able to like dance around defenders, but there was a couple times when Joe Burrow was in trouble and other wide receivers were basically giving up on the play and you would see Jefferson run out and make a move. And how many times would you see Aaron Rodgers back when we had Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, James Jones, you know, that they would be able to extend those plays. One that's just sticking out in my head uh, was a regular season game in Atlanta years and years and years ago where they're essentially just running back and forth 
in the end zone. I think he winds up hitting Jordy over in the left side uh, near the corner on the sideline in the end zone. And like, that's the kind of stuff that I feel has been missing from Aaron Rodgers because his receivers, like they're not in touch or in tune with him enough to make those improvisational plays. Now, obviously, you know, you have guys like Devontae Adams who are able to do that, but for the most part, considering how inexperienced our guys are at wide receiver, uh, that's a problem. So just statistically looking at his worst game uh, was against Vanderbilt, but that's because his his co-receiver uh, absolutely tore them up. Jamar Chase had uh, 229 yards and four touchdowns that game. So that wasn't really a knock on him. And I was also looking at one of the other games where he didn't participate a lot, and that was Auburn. So he only went seven for 60. But those catches that he made were super-duper clutch. So whether it was in tight coverage or whether it was to move the chains – it still looked like he was a very consistent receiver, which is something that the Packers obviously lack. Um, he is a good blocker, so that's one of the things, too, playing in the slot. I think that this guy um, would be a great number two behind Devontae Adams in that we've been missing that slot weapon since we lost Randall Cobb. We tried to fill that hole like with Ty Montgomery you know, before he... Uh, <laughs> before he became a running back for a brief spell. God, that feels like forever ago. Um, but you you look at it, and considering that he made up 20% of LSU's total touchdowns on the season, the guy is definitely a good player. Now, because of his stats, I feel like he might go earlier than the Packers are picking at 30. And I don't think he's necessarily a bad pick, but I think he's a safe pick when it comes to production. And I think that when you have guys who are going to be doubling Devontae Adams, he could make a whole lot of noise uh, in the slot. And again, he's versatile enough. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, he's amazing. He's versatile enough to, to create some plays on the outside. But if it was me, if I was the Green Bay Packers and we were in the top 15 this year, I would actually stay away from Justin Jefferson. Um, But because we're picking all the way at 30, I don't think it would be the worst pick picking him at the end of the first round. I think we're going to get great value uh, at that pick. And I think Jefferson can definitely provide a big boost. And I would say pretty quickly to the Green Bay Packers passing attack. Um, So I, I don't... You know, before 15, no. But considering where the Packers are, I think it would be a decently good pick. I think there are better wide receivers, but they also might not be available by the time the Packers uh, actually make their selection. But I'm curious to see what you think down in the comments below. What have you looked up from Justin Jefferson? What have you heard about him? Do you think that he'd be a good fit for the Packers? Do you think he's even going to be there at 30? Let me know what you think down in the comments below. I'm going to be very clear, though. I don't think that we should trade up for him. I think he'd be a good addition, but I don't think that we should trade up for him just because he doesn't have, like, he's not the all-around package. He's great at doing, like, being a slot receiver, and I mean, he's good on the outside. But, you know, to trade up for him, I'd, I'd, I'd... would want someone to be like an all around, like, wow, this guy is definitely going to be worth like an early round first pick. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the Patreon members over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.